Welcome to the Better Bible Reading Podcast with Kevin Morris. So glad to be with you. We are almost at the very end of what we would call the very first quarter of 2022. And that means we translate that into our Bible reading strategies, annual reading plans, whatever it is you got going on for this year. You're a quarter of the way done already. Uh, this episode is scheduled to be released the very last day of March, which in my real time is tomorrow. So March 31st, we are the very last day of the first quarter, January, February, and March of the year 2022. So with that being said, it's a good time as any to start thinking about how your reading plan's been going. How has Bible reading been going for you so far this year? I hope that it's been going well for you. I hope that you have actually benefited from January 1st. Maybe if you found the channel, if you're new to Better Bible Reading, you came across some of the Bible reading plan suggestions and some of the episodes I've been trying to make to really help people out this year. Maybe you've come across those a little late in the game, we might say. Uh, I hope still you've been able to uh, utilize some of the things that I've talked about to your advantage and to really better your life as a reader of God's Word, as a Christian, as somebody that takes uh, great joy in learning from our Lord on the pages of Scripture, all the truth that He has given to us. So, where do you find yourself? Has this year been more of the same for you? Has it been a little worse than what you anticipated in terms of your productivity? And maybe checking the boxes, maybe not checking as many boxes as you thought you would have. Uh, is it scary to think about the fact that we're uh, 25% of the way through the year? And does that mean you have to make up for lost time on your Bible reading plans? Or, or where do you find yourself? Uh, we get caught up in tunnel vision. We get caught up in everything that we're doing so that we normally don't ask these questions until late in the month of December, if we even have time, because we're normally way too busy trying to figure out last-minute Christmas and New Year's stuff. So, where do you find yourself? Are you doing good or not so good? Well, this episode is not about guilt-tripping you. This episode is about helping you pick up the pieces uh dust uh, your shoulders, uh, dust off uh, whatever things have been holding you down this year in terms of your reading progress, get up and keep moving. That's what I want to do for you on this episode. In my class that I'm taking for school right now, I'm doing a New Testament class, and I have found myself in the last couple of weeks uh, being hit with some pretty heavy reading requirements. Uh, for this week, for example, I have to read, I think, six different books in the New Testament and then about 200 more pages of uh, other writings on the New Testament and about the New Testament. Uh, so I've been really heavy in reading and will continue to be pretty heavy in reading just for the class that I'm taking. That doesn't even have anything to do with uh, the reading that I'm doing for my church, uh, because I do teach and preach on occasion, or 
just myself as an individual, as a Christian, uh, my own Bible reading plans and strategies, things that I've talked about earlier this year on, on previous episodes to share with all of you what I had hoped to do uh, for this year. Uh, but it has me thinking about the issue that, that we tend to face a lot when we're thinking about different reading plans and different things that we want to do in the year for reading the Bible, things that we might not uh, get to see uh, come to fruition. Or we have that big uh, kind of motivation, January 1st, January 2nd, and then it starts to fizzle out where we see really great progress happening early on. And somewhere along the way, we just we just kind of lose track of that progress. And then all of a sudden, we find ourselves saying, well, I can't wait until the end of the year to start getting back into things and start a new plan come next January. We're kind of on that repeat pattern. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't want you to do that. Sometimes we have to admit where we failed. Sometimes we have to say we're not doing as, as well in our reading plans as we had hoped. Uh, but that's where we have to ask these questions early on. In this case, we are still early in the game. We're only a quarter of the way done of the year. That means we got three more quarters yet to go. And so with that being said, most people are doing an annual reading plan. If you are doing any kind of a Bible reading plan, chances are very high that you are doing uh, some kind of a read the Bible in a year plan, whether or not you're working straight from Genesis through Revelation, or if it's some variation of that, you're reading a, an annual Bible reading plan. That's almost everybody. Uh, there are other plans available that aren't that, but that's the vast majority of them. So if you care enough to do one, you're probably doing the vast majority, which is some kind of an annual reading plan. But with that being said, I want to help you not only do a better job at reading the Bible in a year, because although I think that's a valuable thing, I think it's something that you should do every year. I think it's something that I commend, something that I encourage. I have an annual reading plan. I'll link it in the description if you don't already have access to that. I've talked about it already this year. But just reading the Bible in a year for the sake of saying, I read the Bible in 365 days or less, that only goes so far. There is something artificial about starting January 1st and ending December 31st just because. Uh, if you do a reading plan that starts in the month of February and you get done the following January, that's still reading the Bible in a year, but for some reason that doesn't feel quite as uh, significant to us because we're breaking the norm of fixing it into that box of January to December. So there is somewhat of an artificial element to reading the Bible in a year. Still something that I think you should do. It is still valuable. But let's talk about some other things that we could do, especially if you find yourself three months in so far gone in your annual reading plan that there's no chance of catching up. Whatever kind of plan you were trying to do or plans, if you were really ambitious and had more than one, if you have just totally fallen off the rails, or if you're doing so good you're looking to add something else, let me share a couple ideas with you that have uh, kind of come across my mind as I find myself reflecting on what I've been doing in my own uh, class on the New Testament. And there's a spoiler alert for you. This is a New Testament 
reading plan. Specifically, reading the New Testament in one month. Have you ever done that before? Do you think that it's doable? Do you think that it is overcomplicating things even more than things already are for you? Well, I could have made this episode about how to regain lost time on reading plans that have really tanked. Uh, And trying to do that in March is much easier, or April 1st is much easier than trying to do it in July or October. But sometimes having quick wins, even if they are sprints instead of a marathon, sometimes having quick wins can really do a lot for us. That's in any category of life, but it certainly applies to reading our Bibles. Yes, it is true that trying to read the New Testament in one month is an undertaking, but trying to discipline yourself And seeing the fruit of your labor, seeing and experiencing the reward of God's word, and devoting yourself to 30 days to something is a lot easier to do. And most of you can do that as opposed to trying to commit yourself to a 365-day or 366-day plan. So, let's do the math here. The entire Bible... 66 books. Now, 39 of those books are the Old Testament. Now, that leaves 27 books. A typical month, I'm sure you know this, is 30 days. Some months are 31 days, some months are 30 days, and then you have the month of February, which just breaks the rules entirely. So, let's just say on average, you have 30 days in a typical month, okay? 27 books, 30 days. What that translates to is reading one book from the New Testament every day. Then you have a few cheat days or a few catch-up days in that month. So you have more days in the month than you have books in the New Testament. So even just 27 days out of that month one book for every day, you read the entire New Testament, one book a day in a month. Now, some people just don't think about that kind of thing, but if you do just boil it down to one book a day, suddenly it seems a little less impossible. But then you start thinking about, well, what do you do with the fact that some New Testament books are way longer than others? Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to discover that the book of Philemon or Second John or Jude, that those books are way shorter in comparison to the book of Acts or the Gospel of Matthew, both of which are 28 chapters compared to one in those other books. Well, that is certainly true. Uh, there's not a one-to-one ratio of length of books uh, because there are uh, very huge differences between a book like Philemon and a book like Acts. But there's only five books that are actually quite long. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. The rest of the books in the New Testament are all going to be shorter, with the exception of Revelation being longer 
uh, than the Gospel of Mark. But still, comparatively speaking, after you get past those first five books, it starts to get easier. So this is actually a plan. If you were to start day one reading the Gospel of Matthew, if you were to read all the way through in Matthew, day one, day two, start in Mark, keep the pattern going, this is one of those plans that's going to get easier with each passing day. If you can discipline yourself for the first five days to do some heavy reading, I'm talking here setting aside like an hour to two hours, depending on your reading speed, each of those days, break it up however you want, but just know from the time you get up day one to the time you go to sleep, Matthew, you got to finish Matthew. However you break it up is up to you, but you got to finish the book before you go to sleep that day. If you can do that kind of thing for five days in a row, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, the rest of the New Testament is going to get easier and easier and easier. You're going to have uh, Romans, 16 chapters. 1 Corinthians, 16 chapters. 2 Corinthians, 13 chapters. Galatians, 6 chapters. You notice it starts to get easier and easier. To all the way, those last few books, uh, you have Second John 1 chapter, Third John 1 chapter, Jude 1 chapter, and then your final day in Revelation is going to be 22 chapters. But that trend keeps getting easier and easier and easier. We can't really say that about most kind of reading plans, regardless if it's something in a month or something in a year. Uh, it is the same kind of thing that you have to discipline yourself for every day. A certain amount of books in a month or uh, reading uh, the entire Bible in a year, you're going to divide it up to a certain amount of chapters per day every day. Now, you could do that kind of thing. Uh, you could do a Google search like I did because I don't have this memorized. Uh, 260 chapters in the entire New Testament. Okay, if you wanted to break that up, 260 chapters divided by 30 days comes out to 8.6666666. So let's just say eight and a half to nine chapters a day. If you want to do the same thing every single day, if you're not worried about finishing a book in a day, but a certain amount of reading in a day, then just read between eight and nine chapters in the New Testament every day for a month, and you've read the entire New Testament. Now, most of us can't even begin to do this in the Old Testament, not only because there's 39 books, so it wouldn't work out in a month's time, but because, comparatively speaking, the Old Testament is way bigger than the New Testament. Now, what I have here, if you're watching the video, you can see this. You can't see it, obviously, if you're just listening to the podcast. What I have here is my ESV Reader's Set which I will do a review on very soon on the YouTube channel, so please stay tuned for that. This will be the latest and greatest Bible review. But this is a six-volume set of the entire Bible. I'll get into what makes this so unique, but I brought it for this episode just as an illustration to see the size of uh, the New Testament compared to the Old. Now, of these six volumes, this is the Bible divided up by genres, of these six volumes... The first four that you see on the video are the Old Testament. These two little ones right here, the very last, volume five and six, are the New Testament. So here you have the New Testament compared to the size of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is like two-thirds to three-quarters 
uh, of the entire length of the Bible. There is not a nice and neat 50-50 ratio of length. The Old Testament is way larger than the New Testament. Even though 39 books isn't all that much more than 27 books, but it has more to do with the length. There's heavy narrative in the Old Testament. There's uh, heavy prophetic books like Jeremiah, Isaiah, that have massively long chapters. So the amount of reading you have to do in the Old Testament is substantially more than what you have to do in the New Testament. Because you think about a lot of the books in the New Testament are about five chapters long, plus or minus. I mean, Galatians, six chapters, Ephesians, six chapters, Philippians, four chapters. All of those books, all of those epistles, those letters, with the exception of the larger ones like Romans or 1 Corinthians, are very short. It is not a big deal to read those, and even if you're judging by the length of chapters, those chapters are way shorter compared to other books of the Bible. So, I just wanted to share on this episode a way that you could get a really quick win. In fact, this is something that I'm going to do just to encourage myself uh, going throughout the rest of the year. So, uh, my own reading plan ambitions of hoping to read the Bible in six months' time uh, have not happened as I had hoped. I have not been able to keep up with the amount of reading that I was doing uh, and trying to do every day. Uh, So the good thing about that is that was a six-month reading plan instead of one year, so I can actually pick it back up uh, for the last half of the year. Uh, But between uh, some uh, teaching things that I'm doing and my reading for school and everything, I haven't been able to keep up the pace of reading the Bible in half a year. So I'm going to try to do that later on this year. So I need an encouragement. I need something, just a a boost in the arm, uh, just to get a great uh, sketch of the New Testament as a whole. This is something that I highly recommend and something that I am going to do. I'm going to drink from my own well of water here as I'm trying to prescribe to you. So Matthew to Revelation in a month's time. By the end of April, I'll be able to say I've read through the entire New Testament in a month, and I'll be able to reflect on it. In fact, I'm going to make a reflection video of uh, what the benefits have been of reading the New Testament in a month's time. So, like I said, there's a couple ways that we can go through this kind of reading plan. You do have the option, if you want to just keep things the same, keep things very simple, uh, you can read the same amount of New Testament every day. So, if you want to read eight and a half, which is going to be hard to do, so let's just say eight to nine. You could alternate eight and nine, eight, nine chapters a day for a month. That'll still get you through the entire New Testament. But me personally, what I'm going to do is that first option of just picking, keep things nice and simple. You don't have to worry about doing math. Just whatever book you come across for that day is the next one that you have to do. So you got Matthew all the way through Revelation. I'm actually going to go in order And just day one's going to be Matthew. It's going to be heavy hitting for five days, but once I get through Acts, I know that it's going to keep getting easier and easier and easier. And eventually it's just going to be reading a chapter a day because a lot of the uh, shorter books in the New Testament are just a chapter in length. So 
That's what I plan to do. Now here's a third option. If you don't want to read the same amount of chapters every day, if you don't want to uh, work your way through from Matthew to Revelation, you can do what I have recommended everybody do, uh, which I have in my Bible, is uh, take advantage of the reading plan that my friend Matthew Everhard, who I had on the show before, and I've spoken about him, uh, he has, and I'll put a link on this as well, he has printable Bible reading plans, kind of like a grid system. Uh, this is literally a check mark or X out or color in, however you want to do it, reading plan of the entire Bible. Now, what makes this unique is that you print it off, and when you look at it, it has the list of the amount of chapters for every book of the Bible. So, you have, for example, next to Ephesians, you have six checkmark places, because there's six chapters in Ephesians, and the same thing for every book in the Bible, 50 for Genesis, so on and so forth. But what you could do is you could go to his page, you could print off this, and you could use this as a way of being able to jump around the New Testament and still be able to keep track of your reading progress. So let's say you decide you want to read Matthew, 28 chapters in one day. Break it up however you want, but you got to get all that done one day. You decide to do that, but the next day, you don't want to read 16 chapters in Mark. You want to do something a little bit easier or something to kind of offset what you just did the day before. You could go to Second John and read that entire book, just one chapter. Now, what you can do for both of those, in order to keep track of the books that you have read and the books that you haven't yet, you can cross out both of those books and all of their chapters. Then you can kind of see reading progress. You don't have to use bookmarks or anything because you're still reading an entire book every day, but you have the freedom to jump around to different books in the New Testament and just mark them off as you do them, uh, just so you're not met with whatever book comes next is the one you have to do, even if you did some heavy reading before. Like in Luke, Luke is 24 chapters. It's pretty heavy. It's pretty thick. And then the next day having to read, or two days from then having to read Acts, 28 chapters, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to supplement them with some of the New Testament epistles. You could certainly do that. So there's three ways you could do it. Uh, the first option is to read eight to nine chapters a day. Don't pay attention to book completion. Just read those eight and nine chapters and you'll get through in a month. Second option, the one that I'm doing, just work through Matthew to Revelation in order and it gets easier the further you go. Or the third option, still read a book a day, but keep track of it so that you have the freedom to jump around and you can go out of order as you please. Either way, though, you're reading the entire New Testament in less than a month if you do one book a day. But let's just say something comes up once or twice during the month where you just don't have time to read, or at least you don't have time to finish that book. You do have, because there's 27 books in that month, you do have the freedom and flexibility to make up for lost time on a couple of those days. Or if you just want to split up a book like Acts in half, read 14 and 14 over two days, you could do that and still get done in a month. Either way, though, you're reading the entire New Testament in a month, which, though not equal in length to the Old Testament, 
is still half of our Bible if we're talking about dividing the Bible between the Old and New Testament. And the good thing, too, is even though you're going to be doing more of a speed-reading, aerial-shot, bird's-eye-view, looking at the forest more than the trees here, I don't recommend extensive study. I recommend reading and getting the big idea. Even though you're going to be doing that, you're still going to come across some things like how much the New Testament cites the Old Testament. You're going to be able to see things that you wouldn't have seen otherwise, like how do Paul's letters differ from one another, and how are they similar? What kind of format and patterns do they follow? How does Paul compare to Peter? How does Paul and Peter compare to John? Uh, How does James fit into the equation? You're going to be able to see those kind of things, but you're moving at such a rapid rate that you're able to see all of it in a month's time. So it's consolidated, uh, but you're able to reference things uh, with a lot more ease because you're not comparing your reading in James to what you read in 1 Peter six months ago. You're comparing it to what you read a few days ago. That's the benefit of doing these kind of sprints. Reading the Bible in the year is a marathon, but reading the New Testament in the month is a sprint, and it is a sprint that might make you a little sore in your reading muscles, but it's going to be super beneficial to you because you're going to be able to see things at an angle and at a vantage point that you're probably not used to and that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise done if you hadn't have been watching this episode or listening. So I commend this as a great way to make the most of April. I still want you to try in your annual reading plans. I still want you to try a lot of the other things that I talk about on this show, but this is a win. This is an encouragement. This is a boost in the arm for you and for me. If you want to double down in your reading this year might not be able to make up for lost time, but you can definitely get some nice beneficial time in God's Word by just focusing heavy for one month and seeing how the Lord blesses it. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Better Bible Reading Podcast. If you're new to the show, or if you have just been a longtime listener and watcher but have not made your way over to betterbiblereading.com, Let me just make another plug for the free course that I have on there, teaching you how to read the Bible. We talk about Bible reading translations. We talk about different kinds of Bibles. We talk about time management, all kinds of reading strategies, all the things that we typically don't think about in planning for the marathon. Uh, But these are things that will equip you to really do great in your Bible reading because it is teaching you Uh, tricks, tips, strategies, mindsets, and disciplines that will guide you for life and things that you can even tweak to fit into your own unique uh, lifestyle. But head over to betterbiblereading.com because that course is absolutely free. And it is my way of saying thank you so much for being a listener and watcher of Better Bible Reading. And let me help you along the way. So head on over You can go to betterbiblereading.com, you'll see it at the very top, or just go to betterbiblereading.com forward slash free class, and you can enroll for free and begin immediately at your own pace. All right, well, thank you so much for being with me on this episode, and I will see you on another episode real soon. Take care.